Hi, I'm Stephanie Morris, and this is Quarantine Cocktail Hour. Welcome back to the Quarantine Cocktail Hour with Stephanie Morris. Today I talked to a very special friend of mine, Lindsay, who has been stuck in the Philippines now for I think about six months, maybe seven now. She's decided to move there seeing as China has kicked them out of their house and she's lost her job there. So we talk about everything to do with family, moving to another country, and then having to move to another country. She got stuck there because she was on holiday during Chinese New Year, which was in February. She and her family went there for holiday, and by the time Corona rolled around, she was no longer able to leave. That was seven months ago. Lindsay now has decided to stay there in the Philippines with her family, and um, teaching from home and homeschooling her kids. Lindsay is a great person and a, a great person to look up to. She had a restaurant called Happy Buddha in Shanghai, an amazing little vegan restaurant, and I always looked up to her. We actually have never met. We have never been able to cross paths. I was living in Suzhou, which was very close to Shanghai, but nowhere close to when she was there, and I moved to Shenzhen in 2015 where she didn't move to Shenzhen or tried to move to Shenzhen for a couple of months back in 2018 or 2019. So we, we never got to cross paths. So speaking with her um, for this hour was, was really great. I originally thought she was Canadian. She's actually American. So the first beginning of the podcast is me messing up. Welcome back. Um, this is going to be our second last episode of season one. Then season two will be coming at you middle of this month. Season two will be slightly different than season one of Quarantine Cocktail Hour. Seeing as things have shifted quite a bit since I first created the questions for the guests back in the summer. So season two will be full of new information, new feelings, and new guests. And maybe some even return ones. So don't forget to tune in. Always subscribe to wherever you're getting the podcast, and let's get to it today. And decisions shape your life. You'll be aware of five above seven ways to go to school. Either you noticed or left out seven ways to get ahead.
welcome back to the quarantine cocktail hour. I have a very special guest with me today, Lindsay. And Lindsay and I have a lot in common. We're both Canadian and both plant-based chefs. Lindsay had a beautiful restaurant in Shanghai called Happy Buddha. And I will let her introduce herself a little bit. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Is it, well, can I say that I wish I was Canadian, but I'm oh, actually sure. American? <laughs> oh, I thought you were also from Toronto. Um, I'm from Denver, which I guess they probably have like some things in common. <laughs> oh, I thought you were Canadian for the longest, for the whole time I've known you. I thought you were Canadian. I will, that I will take as a compliment. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> okay, so correct me. Tell me about yourself. Um, yeah, thank you uh, for the shout out uh, about Happy Buddha. So yeah, I'm a teacher turned restaurateur turned back to teacher, mom, uh, wife, <laughs> and now um, a, not a prisoner, that's not the right word, but a, <laughs> sometimes I feel like a prisoner of this island. Um, now someone on lockdown in the Philippines. Mm. I'm crazy. So tell me, you have been in the Philippines now for how long? Uh, five months, a little over five months. It was our 22nd was our five month anniversary. We came from Shenzhen and on the 22nd of January and things were like just starting to be common knowledge. Like obviously they'd been happening. We didn't know. And then all of a sudden, you know, like things started to get really bad and we were on, you know, I just remember looking at the news and updating everything and just like being totally freaked out by every, everything, you know, what's going on, not knowing what to do. Um, our first flight was, I believe was canceled. And then we delayed our second flight because we just didn't want to go back with our kids. We have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and you know, my three-year-old, both of them put their hands in their mouths like all the time. So I'm like, I'm not traveling with children. Right. So we, we decided to stay. And then basically we were going to make, try to make it back. And we got a flight to Hong Kong. We got the, cause there was like no getting into China. We got a flight to Hong Kong, mainland China. <laughs> and we had booked the 14 day quarantine special at the Dorset, which was like astronomical, but we had to get back. We're like, okay, at least we're close and we can then go home, you know, after that 14 days. And then like two days later, the border shut to China. And then like, uh, shortly after that, or no, I don't remember dates are like before that or right after that, then like everything was on the lockdown on lockdown here. I think it was like just before that things were on lockdown in the Philippines. So it was just like this like string of events that had led to us basically uh, living here. This is the longest I've been anywhere except for China in the last 10 years. Wow. That's crazy. I can't imagine. I mean, like, I can't imagine being stuck somewhere for five months, especially with kids. But like, we were just talking about before we started airing. I mean, there's worse places to be, of course. Like, at least you're not in Manila. You're stuck on, like, a pretty island. But, I mean, mm -hmm. like, there's still, like, many problems with that because you're not at home. You're not used to your own groceries. And, I mean, like, it's not the same as, like, being in China where you can order anything and you can get anything. And living on an island, I mean, I know from experience, is not the easiest thing. 
So yeah. what have you, what, what kind of challenges have you found there? Um, I think the biggest challenge is just um, the biggest challenge. And I think probably for everybody, no matter where you are, even if you're home, it's just like the unknown of the whole situation. Like when can, for us, it's, it's, it's when can we go home? Can we go home? We've looked at even like having to move, having to hire somebody to pack up all our things in Shenzhen and move it into storage because we don't know what's going to happen. We can't get straight answers from our school. They can't get straight answers from anybody. So it's basically just like, I think the biggest challenge is, is being able to deal with the unknown because like many people, I've always like been a planner and I'm like, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. And this is when we're going to do this. And this is what we're going to do then. And you know, this is the plan. This is the plan for the year or whatever. And now it's like, oh, I have no plan. And for a long time, I really struggled with that. Like it gave me like anxiety big time. Um, and now I just sort of like, I don't know if it's because it's been such a long time or because I've been doing like meditation and things that I never really did before to this extent and like yoga that I've been able to like calm down and not, and just say, okay, there's no plan and that's okay. Like we still have our jobs, which we're so lucky to have and you know how long that's going to take. Again, we don't know, but I'm just like, we have now and we're in this place and we're safe. Uh, so yeah, that, that's the biggest thing challenge actually that's the only like yeah. at the end of the day that's the only real challenge so um back in shenzhen you guys you talked about your apartment are you guys still paying rent on that apartment yes so we've been paying rent and we've been paying our ie um we were paying her full pay up until like very recently because um it just won't well, you know, it's been so long. So, so yeah. she was our nanny for our, for our younger child. And, um, and our landlord did say we can have July rent for free, which is really wow. nice because not every landlord did, did that. Um, so yes, but, but we, ha and then obviously we're paying to stay here as well. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Great. it's awesome yeah. now wait now i know how like like really rich people feel you know like i have a house in shenzhen and i have a house in bohol yeah just like have my summer house in shenzhen and my winter <laughs> house in bohol like no big exactly deal. exactly <laughs> yeah and it probably feels like you're a rich person too because like you don't have to work so you're just like enjoying the sun and being outside <laughs> we we do work like I actually I wish I was getting out more but because they've been they they're so strict here you have to have yeah. a special pass to go out and you can only go out on certain days according to your pass and recently they've been really strict about going down to the beach before we were like not even close to the beach when you have kids I mean like normal people can walk to the beach in like 15 minutes but with our children it's like 45 minutes and then add that like 30 minutes to get out the door it just like wasn't happening <laughs> so so we um we went to the yeah we went the other day and they're like where's your pass and and normally i try to take kids once once a week on the day they can go out and we barely made it in i had to like upgrade my pass and so yeah it's I, we should be getting way more sunshine and you know there is a swimming pool here thank goodness but uh it's a very weird thing because it's like it's 
it's like you would expect I could be like going to the beach every day and that's what we would be doing and we but we can't and that is yeah. weird. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's crazy. So this pass, um, how did that get given to you? Or like, do you have to apply for it? And then is it is it one day a week? And I mean, like, how far away from your house can you go? How does it work? <laughs> well, basically, um, it's so we got it from the first place, the first residence we were staying, like some guy when they started this whole process, some guy came by and he like gave us all these passes, we just showed him our passport. And then you know, it's a legit, like, you know, apartment place. So he could get one to yeah. give to us through us or through him to give to us. And yeah. then it was just like a thing. We just show people, I would go to the markets and like, if I ever went to the public market, I would show it. I think that's the only place I had to show it. And then they upgraded it. And now it has like the days of the week that I'm allowed out. And this was only last week. So wow. Uh, the days of the week I can go out and also I think there's a restriction I'm not 100% sure but like of the barang the barang that you live in I think that's how you say it's like that determines the days that you're allowed to go out and that's even I think that's even to get into town so people from the whole <clears throat> or from Panglao where I'm staying at Alona Beach we can only get to the city on those certain days wow. and we can only go out even like I go to the grocery store nobody says anything Excuse me, but if I'm um, going like to the beach, there's this guy and this like new grumpy guy checks and he's like, "Get out of here, go home, <laughs> get out of here." <laughs> you look like you're having too much fun. That's enough. Yeah, this, yeah. It is. I don't even think he was like, yeah, maybe he was wearing a chin mask when he said that. I can't remember, but. <laughs> oh, that sounds really difficult. Yeah, through all of this, like what really always gets back to me is like how apocalyptic it all feels. You know, it feels like we're in like V for Vendetta or like some other weird movie where, yeah, where everything is like being super controlled. And I get it, everybody has to stay safe. Um, but man, that's so crazy. I didn't know anything about the Philippines. That's why I was like so keen to talk to you. Um, because yeah, that's like, that's insane. I would have never thought about passes and then like different days of the week. And I guess like what you were talking about is like the different sort of like neighborhoods have different days of the week. I guess yeah, that has yeah. to do with like different cases. Like that's crazy, man. It's crazy. Did the kids have them too? Like, or is it just you and so then... It's only one per household. So actually, oh, wow. like, you shouldn't be going out in a group technically at all. The kids can only go out in public on like Friday and Saturday. So my husband tried to take the kids to get ice cream last Sunday. And this was like, again, it just happened to be like past the guard at the beach. But he just wanted to take them to get ice cream. It was Father's Day. And the guy was like, no kids allowed on Sundays. <laughs> go home. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So my husband was like, man, I just want to get ice cream with my kids. It's Father's Day. He's like, no. So, Aww. I mean, it sucks because can you imagine, like, I think it's hard for me sometimes. I feel sorry for myself from time to time. And then I think about my poor kids. And I'm like, can you imagine being that age? Like, what if I was five or three I mean, three is probably okay, but five, and you couldn't go out to do anything, like no social interaction, just like my angry face all the time, and my, like, like you're going to get sick of it, and just be like, what is going on? Like, 
just show me anybody except for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, like, are they not allowed even to, like, so you said you had a pool, right? Are they allowed yeah. to go in the pool any day of the week? Like, are you allowed to go yeah. out of your house? Okay. Yeah, luckily, because it's like a private residence yeah. and there's a pool here. So it's, if we're in here, they can run around, but they get so crazy because they're, they're two boys and they're like 100% wild and they're just like, you let them out and they're like, ah, freedom. <laughs> and then they're yeah. running around being crazy and then like some other neighbors they don't like that so much and then I feel bad, you know, and I'm just like, oh, so. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the that's the most heartbreaking thing. It's just yeah, that yeah. How are they dealing with it? Are they are they asking you like why they can't go outside? Like, do they understand why they're still in the Philippines and not back in China? Yeah, our our older son does for sure. Like, he totally gets it. He he's like, yeah, because the virus in China, and then you know he'll ask questions sometimes. And, yeah, he he understands it. Um, we were always very like, we are always, no matter what, very open with him and honest and we don't like sugarcoat stuff. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I'm just saying that's what we do. <laughs> so yeah, he's very aware of the situation. He's not like a lover of school. So I think that he's kind of like loving this in a way because he's just gets to do a lot of what he wants all day. Awesome. So are the kids, uh, do they have to do online school or anything? They had at first the online schooling. So at first um, I was also doing it. So I'm currently a preschool teacher and my husband is a upper, upper primary school teacher. And so I was, we were doing like videos and we were sending out activities and we were doing group calls and it was like full on. Both of us were just like do so much going on all the time. And yeah. then they, I think they realized it, you know, for the, for the younger kids, like it doesn't need to be so full. And then just kept lasting and lasting. And so we kind of like backed off that a little bit. And then they recently started the school back. So um, a couple weeks ago, they started allowing preschool students. And a few weeks before that, they started allowing my husband's students to come back. Okay. So you've been teaching so, recently. For me, like, not not really, because they stopped doing the distance learning for the younger kids, because they're like, dude, you can go back to school if you want, um, yeah. so you know, we shouldn't have to give you these, like, distance learning. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I can't imagine distance learning would be super easy for younger ki kids. I mean, their attention span is short enough as it is when you're in, when you're in like, face-to-face -face with them, and over video, yeah. I can't imagine it would be very easy to teach kids. They just, like... It, you need to be in front of them. You know what I mean? Like I've been a teacher before. I can't imagine doing anything over video with like anybody under five. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you do, even at, at like older students, a little bit like six or seven, you can, but you have to be like Mickey Mouse the entire yeah. time. 100%. And, and it's like, it's exhausting because you know, you, because you have to do it to keep them engaged. But it does work, but it's, it's really tiring. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's crazy. So, I mean, shifting gears a little bit, I know that you're an amazing chef. So, and I've seen that you've been like cooking tons of stuff there in the Philippines on your uh, Instagram feed, and it's all looked amazing. What's been your favorite thing that you've been making? Did you have like a go to snack or something that the kids really love or something that you've found that you've found comfort in? Um, 
like carbs. I know a lot of people have gone through this. Just like my body's just like, give me pasta, give me bread. <laughs> um, so yeah, lots of carbs. Um, it, it's interesting here. So like, there's not a huge variety of produce. So they ha always have eggplants. They always have like this like bitter gourd, which I'm I don't do. Um, or something like a bitter, I don't know what it is, but it's the stuff that like loofahs, you can make loofahs out of them. Yeah, isn't it loofah? Isn't that what it's called? Is it? Is that the fruit called? Oh, yeah, I don't I know. I seriously think that's what it's called because like oh. when I when I saw it in China, I looked it up, I looked up the, the, the meaning in Chinese is like some weird fucking word. And I was like, what the fuck? So I looked it up and it was like loofah. And I'm like, I don't think that's the same thing, but apparently that's what it is because <laughs> it looks like well, a loofah. Well, did like, you ever try to cook it? Nope. <laughs> no, nope. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> nope. so I, I do try, like I have tried some of the other, I've tried some, I mean, a lot of stuff is like tropical, your tropical basics. You got like mangoes, lots of pineapple, papaya, bananas, um, but vegetables are like really in short supply and mushrooms, like forget it. But really? you know what? There's this. Yeah, they're, they're, you can only find them fresh, like once in a while at the small little vegetable stand, which I love because it's like the, the best selection from here. Yeah. In town, they have some sometimes, but it's like a lot of canned stuff. So it's like canned mushrooms, canned corn, canned beans, canned like whatever. It's, it's a lot of, so we've been doing that and like making yeah. a lot of stuff like eggplants, um, burgers, eggplants, you know, Italian meatballs sort of stuff uh and yeah so it's just been interesting and at first it was like really exciting and I was like oh it's like a challenge you know how many different ways can I cook eggplant and I'm like I don't want any more eggplant ever yeah I don't want to see another fucking eggplant in my life <laughs> <laughs> unless it's an emoji that means you know right <laughs> someone's getting lucky <laughs> Right, exactly. What's been your favorite thing that you've cooked other than eggplant? Um, oh gosh. So, I, it, I don't know. One thing that I absolutely like love was the scallion flat, flat, scallion flat bread that you make on the stovetop because I, I didn't have an oven. And I now just, where I moved to a new place, I have a tiny toaster oven. But, um, yeah, I was just like really craving bread. And so I finally learned how to make a uh, flatbread and it was so good. It's like chewy and crispy and it's got the scallions in it. So it's got that nice like fresh zing. Um, that's probably been my favorite thing. But this week, up until this week, and this week it's a dry, rehydrated, uh, rehydrated oyster mushroom sauce, pasta sauce with coconut cream. So good. Oh, you're gonna have to send me these recipes. That sounds amazing. I will. Yeah, you're getting real creative there in the Philippines. I like that. Like you said, <laughs> it's like a challenge, right? You're like, well, I have three items here. What can I make for dinner? Yeah, I mean, you've been cooking a lot of amazing looking food as uh, well. Yeah, I've been cooking like crazy, but it's a little bit different. Like Canada has everything I could have ever imagined after yeah. coming from China and then coming home from uh, like Koh Tao, which is this like tiny, tiny island in Thailand. 
coming to Canada, I was like, there is everything I could have ever wanted as a vegetarian. Yes. It's what, crazy. So what's been your things that you've cooked lately? Oh my God. What did I make? I made a lemon supreme um, pie two days ago. Mm. It was amazing. And it's made with like vegan Cool Whip, which I've never yeah. seen or heard of before because I lived in Asia for <laughs> so 10 <good>. years. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to find this. Where am I going to find Cocoa Whip? This is crazy. And then I just like went to Whole Foods and it was there. <laughs> right. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy because like you get so used to, and especially in China, right? I mean, like Shenzhen is a little different than Shanghai where you lived, but like you get so used to not having anything that you're just like, I'll yeah. just make it myself the best I can. And it's like super fucking ghetto. And I'm like, this didn't really turn <laughs> Right. Um, we're in Canada. I'm like, man, like they have everything. There's like that just egg. That's basically vegan eggs made from mung beans. There is yes. like all kinds of vegan ice creams, different kinds of vegan meats, like different kinds of vegan cheeses. I'm just like, this is, this is great. I can get used to this. You could just like go make yourself a sandwich and not have yeah. to make slices of vegan cheese and seitan and yeah. marinated tofu. Yeah, exactly. So it's been really nice being home. But of course I miss Asia because it's like, you know, you, you know how it is. It's, it's just like you get accustomed to it. You know what I mean? And I, I miss like the craziness of it all and the weather, of course. And yeah, like the challenges that it brings. So Canada's yeah. great, but I miss it. Yeah, I would too. That's why we're not leaving, even though we're in this situation. <laughs> yeah. So when you're, when you're grocery shopping, um, I know you talked about sort of like a pass. So you have to show that on your certain day. Um, is it mandatory to wear a mask as you grocery shop? Is it like an open air place that you go to? Or is it like a inside grocery store? Um, so yeah, it's a, I couldn't really call it a grocery store. It's like a, it's like a grocery shop. <laughs> it's like your neighborhood, you know, corner store. Um, the only grocery store you can go is like 30 minutes away. And I really hate going. So I, I might go there Monday because I have to up, uh, redo my, our, uh, our visas. But, um, yeah, so it's like, at first, people were just, like, kind of wearing masks and kind of not. They weren't really enforcing it. And lately, I think, you know, again, just because before in Tagville around the city, there weren't any cases. It, around here, there really were, like, no cases yeah. for the longest time. And then in the last few weeks, I think there have been a few cases popping up in the city. Um, they have had overseas workers coming back and I think a few of them have tested positive. So I think it's like, from what I know, it's under control, but there are cases. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's fine. Like, it's great that everything is being, you know, everybody's being strict because that means it's more safe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the group, so my, I did my little rounds today. So I went to... There's like a German place next door and that's where I go for like good jelly, like good bread and like, like pickles if I'm craving them because you know, I guess like Germans like love their pickled stuff. So there are all kinds of pickled stuff there. So I go to like that place and then I go to um, the little one around the corner and they have like wire and fishing, like fishing line and wires and how like screws and everything. But they also have like tons of like, uh, food items and like the weird, weird like harder to find stuff and spices like it's like everything smashed into one tiny store and then I go to like the little 
um, burrito. There's like a burrito tuk tuk thing that they like a tuk tuk they've converted into a burrito sauce. And I, I like I like the burritos sometimes, but I like making burritos. So I ask her if I can buy tortillas because I tried and I can't. <laughs> so then I ask her for tortillas. And then okay. I go to a different one to get like um, diapers for my my child. And then so I have like my little I'm like with my big like reusable bag. <laughs> There's that crazy white lady again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, like hide all the good. Uh, co- I mean, I'll hide all the good glassware because she's coming in with her huge bag. Like, no, I, I have to leave them up. at the front. Like leave your bags at the front. <laughs> it's so funny that like the way you describe that just like really brought me right back to Asia. The way that you were like, they've got nails and then they've got spices. <laughs> just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But you're like, yeah, I know where to find that cardamom because it was just beside the drill bits. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I miss that about Asia. It's like everything here is so regulated. I mean, it's everything's just like has so many rules. When I got back, I was like, I I remember I went to go get contacts and in, in, in Asia you can, and okay. So like you live in, in Shuk, do you you live in Shenzhen? Anyway. Yeah. I live in like Longhua district. Oh yeah. Okay. So like there's a, there's a place called Ren Ren La, which is like basically like a huge supermarket. And my run run la um, had like a optometrist kind of, you could go and buy glasses there. As soon as you walk in, you can, it's on the right hand side. You, you can walk in and you can get a free eye exam and it's just like, they do your eyes and they give you your prescription. And it's so mm-hmm. normal. I've been doing that for years and years and years. And I come back to Canada and I'm like, okay, I know my prescription. Um, it's like, whatever it is that I tell them, they're like, Oh, you don't have it like on a piece of paper. And I was like, no, but I know it. My, my contacts are right there. Just, just give them to me. And they're like, no, you, you need to have a prescription and like, we can't do it. Like it's illegal. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, they're right there. Just fucking give them to me. They're like, no, I'm like, Canada. You know what I mean? Like, of yeah. course, if they give me the wrong thing and I didn't give them a prescription, like I can sue and be like, they broke my eyes, but it's like, for fuck's sake, oh, yeah, I guess. right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just give me the goddamn contacts. So that's what I miss about Asia, just like sort of like the wild west of it all and just being like, I'm going to yeah. go shopping right now. I need to go to the hardware store to get my spices and then I'm going to go across the street to get my fruit. Like I miss mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah, it's like just like get it done and get on with your business, you know? We all have stuff to do. Stop making it difficult. We Just yeah. let, us, let us go do our thing exactly. and then everyone can get, al- get on with their day. <laughs> exactly. So I know that you've been cooking a lot. Have you learned any other quarantine skills? Um, uh, I'm trying to like learn how to be more patient as a mother. So I, I would say that's a skill in progress. And that is like something I've talked to other moms as well. And I think we, we've all gone through it. It's like you've never had to be in the same, you know, small space, smallish or whatever space with your child for that many hours of that for that many days and you know of course at first it's like it's like when you're on holiday and you're like catching up on all this time that you miss and then it's like oh my gosh like you're driving me crazy I just want like quiet I just want to quiet for like literally only two minutes can you just yeah. give me two minutes nope 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 um 
So I think like that is something I struggle with like on a daily basis. And it's hard because sometimes you don't feel like it's like a normal feeling, but I think it is. I mean, because like, I'll feel like I'm like, why am I the only one who like can't deal with this? And then I'll like talk to other moms or hear other stories about like, it's so hard. And it's, it's like, that I think is like trying to get over, like knowing that it's okay and trying to like get rid of like that feeling of mom guilt that is not that I would have, if I was working, I'd be guilty that I'm not spending enough time with them. So I think like, it's just, and, and these ages and my child, my older one in particular, you know, he just needs a lot of attention. That's just him. And uh, I, you know, it's just like, we, you can choose your partners. You can't, you can't, you can choose your friends. You can't choose your children. And I wouldn't want to choose any other child. It's just, I need to like work on myself because I think it's like, I've been researching about how like some of the stuff traces back to your childhood and how you and your parents were with each other when you were young. And I think going back to that and like, and like, it's so crazy how much that affects me because I hear myself saying the same things that my mom would say to me that would make me so crazy. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, why am I saying that? So yeah, I think it's, that has been something that has been, yeah, that's, that I'm trying to learn uh, the skill of being a more patient, understanding mother. Yeah. And I think that's, that's like, I, like you said, you're definitely not alone in that. I'm pretty sure like every uh, friend of mine that has children is struggling with the same thing because they're like, I love my kids, but I want to kill them. <laughs> like I just want a few minutes, but like, I, I feel like my friend said that exact thing. I just like literally want two minutes to myself to just not talk to anybody, not deal with anything, not make any snacks, not play any games, not be the mom. You know what I mean? Because moms need their own time too. And like, you're not getting that now. Like you said, like if you were at work, it would be a different story, but now you don't have to be at work so much. So you're with them all the time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But, but my husband, you know, he's really good at like putting stuff into perspective. And he said, you know, about the whole guilty thing, like when they look back on this time, they're not going to remember you being mean or whatever. They're going to remember like all the awesome time we had. Remember that time that we got to spend like every day together. And that, that made me feel better. I was like, yeah, you're right. Because I mean, the only reason I remember my mom yelling at me now is because I'm like doing it to my children. But before that, you know, I would never like think of it when I was a child. Absolutely. And I mean, like, like exactly. Your husband sounds awesome, by the way. And yeah, I think you're very right. Um, they're not going to remember this negatively, especially since they're getting to spend all of their time with their parents. They're like, this is great. We get to go mm. swimming to go outside and we got to spend six months in the philippines like they're gonna they're gonna be fine we don't have to go to school <laughs> yeah we don't have to go to school this is great mm-hmm. i love covid right like this, this is, i'm never going home i know i think it'll be a shock for us all when it happens yeah um what's the first thing you're gonna do when this quarantine is lifted i mean other than get the fuck home <laughs> yeah other than go to my home um yeah. Well, I think that like, I'm just so excited to see my animals because we have three animals back in Shenzhen. Um, What's going on with them now? Who's taking care of them? So um, our like nanny is taking care of the cat and turtle. 
and then um, we have a friend who's taking care of the dog. So she also has a dog. And when I said, you know, our, our nanny was going to take care of the dog, and she's like, no, 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 he can just stay with me because she has a dog, and then, like, she really loves dogs. And he's getting so spoiled. She sent me a picture the other day, and he's like, he looks great. And he's all soft and, like, shiny coat. And <laughs> they're, like, feeding him rice and chicken from a spoon. I'm not even joking. <laughs> You're like, he's looking like, better than me, man. I know. We're going to get back, and he's going to be like, no, thanks. <laughs> Like here's your dog food. He's like, no, 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 no. I only eat chicken and rice. I put this food. You just like run away from me. He's like running to her house. Like, come back. No, screw you, lady. <laughs> That's so cute. Did you bring those animals with you from Shanghai? Uh, yes, that was a trip. That was like um, an 18-hour van ride because it was so hard. You know how it is, like playing with pets, right? And it was oh, it's summer. Impossible. impossible. I know. And so I was like, so, yeah, like you talk about the good, like those things that you love about it, but those like some things that like, no, just things like having to fly with pets. That's like not. Fun. Oh no. Yeah, I know. It's awful. <laughs> so, so yeah, we found a driver and we drove with our turtle and cat and dog and two children all the way from Shanghai to Shenzhen. Girl. You are a brave soul. That is insanity. They were so good. Like my son, my older son did throw up like a little bit into the trip, but he started to feel better quickly. And um, the turtle was like up by my head and you could hear the water like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I felt so bad for him. Um, but he was like really snug and tight. And then um, the cat wasn't really happy, but no. she you know, and then we we went to Nanshan, Nanshan, Nanchang, yep. Nanchang. It's like a small little tiny town. That's halfway. Yep. And we went in the hotel, and I was so worried about the pets. I'm like, Brian, you just have to sleep in the van. I'm I don't want to ask them. We could bring the pets, and they're gonna say no. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. You're just gonna have to sleep in the van. <laughs> it was like, it's fine, it's fine. We'll just take him. We're all like tired and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he was right. We're like, first we took in the turtle and they kind of were like, oh, okay. And then they saw us with the dog and then we had the cat. They're like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Like that would never happen in Canada. Like absolutely not. Oh. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> pets are not allowed here. And we only have one room that smells like pet urine that you have to pay an extra $150 a night. <laughs> It's so true. What are you talking about? $150. It's more like $300 for the pet suite. And then your room will be another $400 for the family room. Like That's what oh it would be God. like in Toronto. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's terrible. That's so funny, though. Like, moving with animals. I had to do the same thing. I had to move my cats from, from Shenzhen to Thailand, to a that tiny island. And it was just yeah. a disaster. Oh, I mean, man. It was fine. I, I, I hired a company to do everything, but like, it was very, very, very expensive. <laughs> like, yeah, impossible for me to do because um, if you're bringing animals anywhere, I guess like you need one per person. And it was like me going and I had two cats and it was like, well, like you can't, you can only bring one. I'm like, well, I'll just leave the other one. Fuck him. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, so yeah. I had to bring, yeah, I had to get a company to do it. And I think it cost me like, I don't even know, like 3000 or $4,000 per cat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whoa. 
yeah. So moving in all super fun. And then I had to do it again from Thailand to Canada eight months later. Super fun. Uh, Asia. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. You got you. My friend has this great phrase. He always says it's like, you win some, you dim some. And that just like always makes me laugh. I don't know why, but for some reason, it just like sums everything up perfectly. Like some things are and some, I don't know, some things are just in some. I don't know what it means, but it's just very accurate. Very true. Um, so we, ta- we, we were talking, obviously, like a, what's going on in the Philippines and like reopening. And so like it's still pretty much on lockdown there. They're not mm. like reopening anything because I know in, in Toronto, um, we just started like phase two, whatever that means or whatever, uh, where now you're allowed to sit on patios outside and like go for food. Um, what's going on in the Philippines? Is anything like that happening or is it still like super locked down? So like supposedly it's, um, the restaurants are allowed and to operate at half capacity. But I swear, like right before they did that, like big thing, that's when they started being more strict. And yeah. they even had like a ribbon cutting ceremony to like, come, come, we're reopening tourism and had like a ceremony. And that was the day my husband was not allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> and that's like, so yeah, it was just, I think, for, like, photos or something. I don't know. Well, exactly. It, it's always what it is. It's always, like, um, like in Asia, China especially, it's, like, they love, like, gaudy, um, like, huge parties, like, ribbon-cutting ceremonies, um, like, tons of flowers and, like, red carpets for openings. And you're just, like, this is a hair salon. Like, you don't, mm. you don't need to be, like, red carpeting it. And, and it's funny because you're right. That's, they're like, we're opening tourism, but you can't go get ice cream. So it's like, yeah. it's very weird. And like, there's a, we, we live near this awesome bottle shop and he has like great beers and um, really cool guy from Sweden. And there's just like cool people who hang out there. So we went there and had like a cheeky visit because the bars are still not allowed to operate. Mm-hmm. So, but it was so nice. We took the kids and it just like felt so normal. And the kids were like hanging out with other people and talking to them. And it was so nice. So I, that's supposed to happen at the end of the month, apparently that like bars will be able to open and operate. I don't know what the restrictions will be, but, um, but yeah, it's very weird. Like I still don't see anything open. Mm. Yeah. What do you miss the most about? life I guess it's really weird because I think if you would have asked me you know two or three months ago I would have had like a long list of things but um I don't know I don't know if it's that like as humans we we get used to things quickly like you know we we adapt so quickly in you know to so many different situations or if it's just like just the simplicity, like just the simple life. Like I don't have to worry about going places and doing things and taking my child to this class and like making sure he gets this lesson and all these things like I don't have on my plate anymore. Like I wake up, I do yoga, not every morning, but I do yoga. I call my parents, I cook food, I hang out with my kids. Like I work on my blog write some recipes. I don't know. 
it's like, I mean, I, I just feel like all the busyness and then, and then at the end of the day, like, what is all of that for? Yeah. So I don't know, I guess. And then when I go back to China, like all my stuff's going to be blocked, you know, like the internet will be horrible and I won't be able to like be able to go on and do like anything I want to do. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I wish I had here to be different would be to have my pets here. And, you know, of course to be able to like go home and see my family this summer. Um, We're really going to miss that. But my outlook on life is like different. It's different now. Yeah. It's totally changed. I feel like, all of the people I've spoken to on my on the podcast here have all been pretty positive. I mean, like it's a pretty fucked up situation, so you kind of have to stay positive. But a lot mm-hmm. of people have turned this into like a really um, a great learning experience, seeing you know what is important and what's not, and your perspective changes on life, and your perspective changes on you know like what you hold dear. And I think mm-hmm. it's all sort of like taught us a lesson that yeah, we don't need too much stuff. No, like I have the same, I have the same clothes I've had, like, and I didn't bring much, you know, I brought 10 days worth of clothes, but I, I mean, I don't miss it. I'm never like, oh, I wish I had this shirt. I did have one of my shirts. I'm pretty sure it got stolen. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I like took it for laundry. And then when I got set back, I realized later, like, I don't have that shirt anymore. And I I got it at Target like a long time ago. And I love that shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Little things like that. But it's only, I only miss it because I had it here to begin with, but like all my other stuff, I don't, I don't miss it. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, like you miss, you figure out what you miss most is yeah. People, your pets, things that are like more important to you than stuff. Cause I mean, like even when, even when I was in China for those so many years, right. I miss certain things about Canada, but you always just like miss your family. Right. So mm-hmm. I can understand how hard it must be for you to be in the Philippines. And like, you can't even go see your family in America and you can't even like go home to China. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I never thought like, who would have thought of course, nobody ever thought no. that this is what, 2020 was gonna be like I remember like I had a pretty shitty like 2019 it was like all over the place and I remember being like 2020 is gonna be my year I can't wait for 2020 this is gonna be great and then 2020 happens and you're like fuck (laughs) I know it's like what is going on yeah what is actually happening whoever is like fighting up in the universe or whatever is going on like could you please like hurry it up like let's wrap this thing up (laughs) let's go whatever the cosmos are doing i don't know let's just all right let's just finish this up and you know yeah how do you think travel is going to change after this because i know the world is changing a lot and i mean I don't know how we're going to like socially distance on an airplane. So what do you think that's going to look like? Yeah, that's a huge question for us because like, you know, we, again, going back to like the kids, it's like, I don't want to put them on an airplane. I don't want them to be in an airport. I don't, I, and it's like, I don't know. I feel like, I think, you know, this, it's obviously going to be more regulated, more strict. They're going to take 
take the temperature things and all this more seriously, which is a good thing. Um, but as far as like, I mean, I'm guessing the prices for a long time are going to be higher because people aren't flying as much. But it's interesting because I think that. But then I look at China and how it reopened so quickly in, you know, in like the grand scheme of things. That was fast. To have it go back to like normal. And my friends were like, yeah, everything's like pretty much normal. And of course, now they have like the green code. So technology in China really helps um, facilitate going back to that, like being able to travel because you had that code. People knew what you had been tested and where you've been. And I mean, that's you're being tracked, like everything is tracked 100%. So they can do that. But, um, but that's not everywhere. So I think domestically it will probably be okay because each country will have its own system. But international is going to be interesting. Yeah, I would love to chat with you again once you've made that move back to China because, like, I don't know, I, I can't imagine what that's going to look like, right? I don't like, know. And, and when, if, if and right. when, you know, we just, we just don't right. know. Like, we, we've just been waiting. So they closed the border March 28th. And we have not heard one official update, mm. nothing. Yeah. And we just yeah. don't know. I mean, when, when, I mean, at least like a little bit like, Hey guys, like, I know you're out there like stranded. <laughs> we just want to let you know, we're thinking of you. We haven't forgotten about you, but we just don't have a plan yet. So yeah. we'll t- talk to you soon when we do. Okay. Bye. Oh my God, you would be the best ambassador for China ever. Hey guys. <laughs> I would love to listen to that rather than like the announcements that we used to get in China. Your voice would be much better. <laughs> hey guys, happy Dragon Boat Festival. I hope you had some nice dongle. <laughs> oh my God, you've got your new job laid out for you there, girl. All right, where's my agent? I need an agent. Right, exactly. Now he's going to take an agent fee, half your oh, fee. Man. Dang it, never mind. Like fucking China, you just can't win. Uh, so yeah, um, obviously the person you're missing most right now is going to be your family, right? Because yes. you, when, when is the last time, like, are you close to your parents? Yeah, we talk like once a week at least. Um, so my, pa- my mom and dad are in uh, Milton Freewater, Oregon. And my husband's family, his mom and, and brother-in-law, a brother and sister-in-law are in Chicago area. So yeah, we talk with them like once a week, definitely our moms. Um, and then like my brother and stuff like that, does, that happens when it can happen. Um, but yeah, we miss them so much. And like my mom just had a surgery. So it was like this, this freak thing that she got and she had to have emergency surgery. And we were like, oh my gosh, like, do we need to go back? Do we need to help her and my dad? Because my dad has emphysema. And so like, you know, he can't go anywhere. He can't do anything. He shouldn't be like leaving the house at all. So that was like a really scary thing is just to think of like, oh my gosh, like getting back if, if there was, you know, some sort of emergency where we had to get back and there's no getting back quickly like that doesn't exist and so you know thank god my mom is uh back from the hospital she's recovering really well um but yeah that's like it breaks all of our hearts that we're not going to see each other this summer because we at least see each other once a year 
Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's really hard because the kids like obviously love seeing their family. They love their cousins, like family is family and they know it. Like there's just something special about that bond that you cannot like ignore. And, and we're hoping like, we were like, okay, well maybe not this year. At first I was like, no, no, no it's going to happen. It's going to happen now. I'm like, obviously no. But then, you know, thinking about like Christmas, even like even that's a question mark at this at the yep. time at this time. Yeah, exactly. Well, you just don't know, right? And like like you said at the beginning, that's probably the hardest part is that nobody knows anything. So like, we can't get told anything, and we don't have like you telling us all like it's going to be okay, and we don't we don't have your beautiful Lindsay voice coming on the. <laughs> intercom letting us know like hey guys just like wait a little bit longer and we'll get right back to you <laughs> unfortunately like we don't have that so yeah it's fucking hard man and even here um thankfully i was able to like move home before all of this shit started uh yeah. something is out for me because I moved home in September and then like basically everything started like shutting down in fucking December in in Asia yeah. so I got out of there thank goodness and I'm super happy to be home with my family um, yeah, I, so I just like, I can't imagine how hard it is for other people that are separated, even like within Toronto, there's like, obviously, older parents are not seeing, you know, their older kids because they're immune compromised or, you know, yeah. older people just like shouldn't be going out. So it's just like, everybody is disconnected. So, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, yeah. thank goodness for technology, though, because like we get to see their faces and they get to see our kids and it just like makes such a big difference. Like imagine, yeah. you know, you could only make a phone call and like, it'd be like international calling. It'd be like $5 a minute and you'd be like, okay, I'm okay. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Bye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So thank goodness for that. And then it, it just always goes back to that thing, that same thing, you know, it's like what matters, family, health, family and health and 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 that's like if those things are okay then all is right in the world absolutely and that's really been i think a big eye opener for everybody i mean we are we are lucky and you know we are privileged to enough to especially me in canada with my parents i'm so safe you as well um i mean other people are not as lucky like that perhaps yeah. Uh, harder situations perhaps still having to work um which is scary uh but luckily yeah we are in this like great position to to be connecting with our family and friends thank goodness um yeah so I, I i know we're we're so lucky for that yeah so do you have any advice um for like mm. sort of keep the mental health doom and gloom at bay um i think like just ha whatever it is that keeps you like grounded and i think that is different for everybody because and it's uh, different for everybody at different times in their lives like i i didn't like be, it used to be like like work and staying busy made me feel grounded and whether or not that was actually like what it was to have making me feel that's what it made it, it was my reality then because that's what it made me feel maybe like work made me feel grounded made me feel like I was accomplishing things that made me feel very good. Um, but now that I'm in, in this experience, like I can meditate for the first time. I never used to be able to do that. I never used to be able to shut my mind off. And at night I would be like awake and all these things like that. And I would put this like 
um, this like guided meditation in my ear and then I'm asleep in like two seconds and that yep. used to like not really happen. So I think whatever, just find whatever ground you like for some people, um, it's their kids. And, and when I was in that like stream of like work, 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 it was like being with my kids would ground me and just like bring me like in and down. So I think it's that like, and sometimes for me it's cooking and sometimes it's like yoga or what, what. So I think find whatever it is that makes you feel stillness inside and try to do a little bit of that every day and don't read the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The news has been killing me lately. I have to take my own advice because I'm always like, I shouldn't read the news. Nobody read the news. And I'm like sitting here fucking scrolling, reading the news. Like as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to stop myself. And, and as soon as I did, I tell you, I felt so much better. Yeah, yeah. I have, like, I have, I was listening to podcasts and I would wake up in the morning and listen to news podcasts or whatever the hell, like, uh, New York Times, The Daily, whatever. And, like, recently, instead of doing that, I like read my horoscope instead and, like, don't look at the phone. And really, it has changed my mental health, like, immensely because you just mm. get bogged down, man. Yeah. It's depressing. It's not an, like, it's not an easy time to be alive. It's like a fucking pandemic. So reading the news constantly, like learning more and more about the pandemic is like not really helping anybody. So yeah. And then you realize like, actually nobody knows what the fuck is going on. No, like really nobody does. So no. I'm going to listen to all these people like saying their opinions. Yep. When, I mean, I'll just, I'll just say my opinions to everyone around here and mo they won't listen to most of what I say. And they can tell me their opinions about whatever it is. And then that's all I need. That's enough opinions in one household. <laughs> I don't need any more. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, like, um, we're going to go back to normal after this? Or do you think this is, like, sort of the end of capitalism as we know it? Or, like, is are things going to be different? Or is it just going to go back to being the same? I don't know. I don't know at all. Like, I think... Even a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, um, yeah, I guess, you know, seeing what's happened in China, that things will like more or less go back to normal. Um, as soon as it's safe, people will go back to their normal, people will go back to their normal lives. But, you know, I think my friend said that he was in Asia, he was in China during SARS. Um, so he's like sort of, he's seen this happen where, you know, it, it, it came, it like destroyed a lot of things and caused a lot of panic. Uh, obviously not on the same scale as this, uh, but, but everybody was scared for a while after that. And, um, you know, but then time goes on yeah. and things just go back. I, it's like, I don't want things to go back to the way they were in a lot of ways. Um, but it's like, it's like, how do you stop that? How, yep. how do you stop that train? Because it's not just like, it's too, it's too big and powerful for even this to destroy. I think there are too many, too many things at play for things to like change. I don't know. That's like very pessimistic. I don't like to like say that or think that way. I want things to change and I want them to be better. But I feel like, 
And even though like, I think a lot of people do want things to change and they have changed their outlook, there's still like, we're still all just like pieces of this machine that we have to keep going. There's no other option. Like, you know, we don't have universal income or anything. Like, yeah. So, um, you know, it's just like you, you have to go back and get back in the game because there's no other way unless you find another way. And I think this has pushed some people to try to find another way. Um, I haven't really found that yet. Yeah. I, I just hope that people, you know, we adapted to being away from people. And then like we talked about, we have also learned what's more important to us and uh, perhaps have become like more empathetic. And I just hope that like that doesn't go away when, when we can all restart and, and we can all go back to work. I just hope that we don't lose that sense of almost community that, that we found during this time and yeah. a sense of like what's important and what's not. And this whole like capitalistic way of thinking and capitalistic way of living, like, like you said, when you were working before, um, especially restaurant work, I am a workaholic and I put all of my worth into being at work. I'm like, well, if I want to work 16 hour days, that's what I'm going to do because that's how, that, that's what I'm worth. Like that, that all of my worth is only, uh, measured through how many hours I'm working. So this has been a real like eye opener to me because I haven't been working for the past like three months. And I'm like, well, if all, if everything I was worth before was my 16 hour days, then, then what am I now? And it really takes you aback to fit, sit there and think about, okay, well, if I'm not just who I am at work, then who am I really? And it's mm -hmm. almost like identity crisis. Cause you're like, okay, well, I am still worth something. I'm still a human being, but now I'm not doing those things that I thought that I should be doing. So like, what am I doing? And it's really, it's really like taken me uh, some time to think about like who I am now, if I'm not that person always at work or running a restaurant, you know what I mean? Or working those 16 hour days. So yeah, that I've now made a podcast that takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. Like, I think, you know, we, we, I just, I would love to live in a world where like, you know, there was that like universal income, like you're contributing to society, like you're contributing stories yep. and like, and you're contributing you yourself, you contribute like cooking and food. And like, I would love to contribute in that way. And like, you know, I don't need much. I don't yep. need much. I don't want much. Like, but that's what I feel like I should be giving to the world. But we're always like, not, you know, very few of us are very, are lucky to make a living doing what we absolutely love. 100%. And that's a shame because I think each yeah. one of us is like really exceptional at something, but yeah. the way things, you know, the way life is, doesn't always you allow you to pursue that and for the length of time you need to, for it to mm -hmm. become what you can get paid to be. Exactly. Yeah. It's been super tough watching you know sort of industries dying and especially in toronto i don't know how many restaurants that i used to go to that are probably just never going to open again and so then that starts to like makes you makes you think about well where is this industry headed now because that has always been our my industry yours as well with happy buddha um mm -hmm. that's all going to change because i mean like the industry what is is a tough industry to begin with like the profit margins are so small and like the running a restaurant is so difficult and I now, now I can't imagine like having a restaurant. I'm so happy that I sort of like have dialed that back a little bit. And then I'm working in a different sector because man, it was hard before, but yeah, it's be I can't even, possible. I, yeah, I cannot. If this, if, if, yeah, this would have been a sin for sure.
A hundred percent. I mean, like even very popular, um, you know, well-to-do restaurants are just like, we can't, like they, they had, how can you have no business for four months and still have to pay rent? And like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the industry is going to change. The restaurant industry is going to change. The whole world has pretty much changed. And, And like you said, like, it would be really great if everybody could sort of like live their passion and do what they love for the rest of their lives. But I mean, like, that's just not. That's just not. Why not? I know, I know. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish because, man, that would be beautiful. But then we can look at places like, you know, Scandinavia that does have a lot of the stuff that, you know, North America is missing, that, that universal health care, that you know, free university, which I think makes a big fucking deal. Everybody that yeah. usually like everybody that I've met that, that, that that's Danish or Finnish or anywhere like Swedish, even, you know, you're like they're well-educated, well-spoken, have great jobs, have a good, uh, you know, way of life. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Why can't that just be applied everywhere? It's really working there. Yeah, I know. We should, there's so many things they, they do right up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we talked about you being not Canadian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't no, know why it's okay. no, honestly, like I think that's so great. I love it. <laughs> it's like slightly embarrassing that I didn't know where my guest was from, but I just like the many years that I've known you, I was like, she's Canadian. She's just like me and other Lindsay. We're all from Toronto. We're all vegetarians. We all like love cooking. And <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm from Denver, so I think it's like a very it's like very liberal, laid back, you know, like I think it's uh yeah, I yeah, America. It's just I can't get started on that right now. But um <laughs> So what's about, what's been going on in Colorado in terms of COVID? Like are the cases high? Do you know anything about there? Well my brother is still there and he's like he's um he's an essential worker because he is a mechanic, a car mechanic. So he was still able to work. It it was like a few weeks, it was pretty hard, but then now I think it's like pretty he's busy. He's very busy. Um yeah. so I think that like and my friend who is uh, an x ray technician, she is high risk, so she had she has not been working. Yeah. Um so that's good that she's out of harm's way. So, yeah, I haven't heard too much. Um, again, like uh, me going back, going back to like not wanting to read the news too much. So I think that it's like pretty under control. I, I haven't heard of it. Like I have like seen headlines of other states like having really bad like, you know, Florida. explosion of cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's just been like... I don't always want to rag on America, but like, man, it's just been such a shit show. Yeah. I mean, you, you should because like get it together. Yeah. Like somewhere like the Philippines, which is, which is not exactly like third world, but it's not exactly first world. So it's like right in the middle there. Um, Mm -hmm. It's doing a fucking better job in most states at controlling shit. It's like, come on guys. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. And, um, Um, I yeah. think it's like it comes from that idea here anyway that's like oh, this is the rule and yeah. you know like Duterte like he don't mess around <laughs> like you know what I mean like <laughs> so You're very right about that so you uh yeah you you do what you're told and that's that and yeah. in America it's like 
you can't tell me what to do. He's <laughs> like Cartman, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, you want me to be safe and wear masks? Like that's against my constitutional right of not wearing masks. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't. It's nuts. Like nobody likes wearing a mask. No, no. one's like, hmm, I can't wait to put on my disgusting, sweaty mask today. <laughs> like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. To do I come right. home and I have like a sweat mustache every time I, I take off my mask. It's like, I'm like, oh God, it's so terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes it. But I mean, like, if, that, if this is helping save other people, who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? Like, what's the yeah. big deal? I don't know. It's just, it's such a mess. It's such it's a, mess. a mess. Yeah. And yeah. I just like, I, I hope things change in november let's see like fingers fucking crossed man then like everything crossed i know i was listening to the news this morning i shouldn't be but i was and it was talking about how trump was losing um certain voters in like certain places because they don't agree with him about x y and z and i'm just like man oh man please god Please. please god like oh my god it's just it's stressful it's stressful yeah yeah. Because I remember feeling like this back in 2016, I guess, right when Hillary and him had um, their face off or whatever. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, she's going to win. Of course, he's a piece of garbage. Like, there's no yeah. way. Of course, she's going to win. This is, she's got it in the bag. And then she lost. So. My husband called it. He actually won some money because he. Really? I don't know. Should I say that on here? Yeah. He, yeah, he won a bet. <laughs> Like, he won a bet. <laughs> yeah, he won a bet. Cause not because he wanted him. Not because he wanted him to win, yeah. of course. But of he's course. just like, you know what? He's going to win because it's America. And that's just how we roll. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And, like, um, obviously she was much better candidate. But you're right. It's America. Like, you think they're really going to put – a woman in office, we hardly have like the proper fucking rights in America still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, they're gonna make a woman president. Yeah. No. Which so. is so depressing and terrible, but like that's the <sighs> world we live in. And like that's, look how well he's done yeah. over the past four years. I know. No, he's done a great, great <laughs> job. Yes, he he's the best president. He's done everything beautifully. We are winning everything. Oh my god, I'm dying. Uh, listeners, you cannot see us right now, but we're doing like the Trump <laughs> signals. You <laughs> so can't do it without. You can't do it without it. It just doesn't work. Oh god, he's horrible. What a piece of garbage. And it's so funny. Like all these people dying. I think there's like 2.1 million or something have been infected or uh, that have passed away. I don't know how many in America right now. But it's like, why can't just one of those people be be Trump? Oh man. Right? It's, like what has to happen? I don't know. What has to happen for people to like be like this, you know, he's he's been impeached for God's sake. Like right. what <laughs> but that's he's in in this situation totally fucked it up. But you know what? Let's just uh keep putting him on the news and listen into his rubbish. Oh my god. And then he told everybody to drink bleach. Oh, well, yeah, and people did. But then again, like, well, I mean, 
what can we what can I say? Those are those yeah. yeah I don't it's know. like Dar- Darwinism, right? It's like listen, I, if you're stupid enough to drink the fucking bleach, maybe you have other problems. I think our this all comes back to um, you know, our uh public education system being 100%. real messed up. A hundred percent. It's so true. And like we talked about um, you know, universal healthcare, but also living wage and all of that comes back to like, yeah, not being educated um, well enough growing up because then you really have no fucking chance to, to get those things, to get that healthcare, to get that good living wage, to get all that great stuff. Cause I mean, like if you can't, if you grow up in a small, like a shitty, like socioeconomic uh, area, then you're pretty much never going to make it out of poverty because it's just like yeah. not there for you to work out of. Right. Yeah, and then I was listening. I heard a, a snippet of something the other day when, you know, you hear about the programs where like kids from um, underprivileged areas are like bust like forty five minutes to go to like a, a good school, you know, in a rich area, and like so you're telling me like a half an hour and a half on the bus is better than just like putting more money into that school to benefit all of the kids, yeah, who who live there. But I mean, people don't want to pay more taxes because they'll riot. And I mean, because again, in America, it's like it's the middle class that ends up like taking a huge hit from a lot of that those things, those tax tax raises, tax yeah. increases. Right. Um, so yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I, I try not to think about this stuff because it does make me crazy. So it's like, I, at least I'm here, like in Boho, I can be in my little bubble and I just like go do my rounds. <laughs> just like, go get your nails and your screws and your cardamom and your other spices at the same store. Yep. Yep. And there's a, so there's a bottle shop I was telling you about. And then the guy there, he's um, like become plant-based and like all the guys there, all the guys that come in, they're like divers and stuff like that. And they're like all plant-based. So we all, we talk about that a lot when we're there. And I was like, do you have a kitchen back there? He's like, hmm, let's start a restaurant. I'm like, if I can't get off this island, I'm going to work with you here. <laughs> so, oh, that's amazing. Never I already have a plan. I already have a plan. Perfect. Um, as soon as the borders open, I'll come and visit you out there. Yay. And I'll, and I'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're kind of getting into the last questions of this. One of the last questions that I ask everybody um, is about the vaccine, because obviously yeah. it's being developed and people are rushing to um, get that done. So would you guys take it if it was available to you guys? I'm not like an anti-vaxxer, so um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, like, my kids have been vaccinated. Um, I would get a vaccine if it was recommended. And it, and it really, <clears throat> of course, obviously, if it's, like, past all the trials, then, yeah. you know, I, I'm just one that, like, I believe in vaccines because they have saved a lot of lives. And I have kids, and I want them to be safe because it's not just about, like, it's, it's also about, like, if they're out and then like they come back and then that can spread to other people or we go to visit my dad and yep. then, you know, so that's the kind of stuff that it's like, I mean, if it comes down to it and something like this, if they are able to, I mean, whether or not they can, like yeah. can or cannot, it's still, who knows? They don't have a vaccine. I mean, they have a flu shot. 
So yeah. I guess it could be sort of like a flu shot, but then what if it mutates and this and that? So, I mean, who knows? But, um, but if there was something, I would say probably I would be likely to. Yeah, me too. I mean, um, everybody has their opinions on vaccines and everybody is entitled to their own opinion. I, 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 that's fine. Um, but I have to agree with you that I think they're life-saving and I think it's very important. And I think that all of this sort of like conspiracy theory around like tracking and like all this other garbage. Like, and like Bill Gates, are not, like all this stuff, that's a Bill Gates conspiracy theory. I can't with that. Like I can't, like somebody sent me that <laughs> friend of mine and I was like, well, I guess we're not friends anymore. Like, cool. Like <laughs> Being like, uh, what was it? Maybe he should, Bill Gates should care more about the children in Africa instead of like in, in injecting them. I'm like, well, didn't he give like a bunch of like vaccines that were like very important? Yeah. Ha- hasn't, hasn't his foundation been instrumental yeah. in like erasing polio yes. in the world? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know where I that came from. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody sent something in a group chat today that was like, um, talking about the new world order because like aliens are coming and that they've already been landing in, in um, like Oklahoma or something. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I was reading the article and it's like, you have to buy some gypsum, something, something to protect yourself and fight the battle. (laughs) To to be honest with you, like, I really wouldn't be surprised if aliens did come in 2020 because, like, that would just be the fucking nail on the coffin for all of us. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It would would surprise no one either. No. I don't have any. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay. So I guess that's it then. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, whatever. Let's. Okay. We had a good run. You come on the, on the, like the world <laughs> intercom. Hi, everybody. Hello. The aliens have landed and you know what? That's it for us. So have a good trip. Please try not to panic. Just close your eyes. Oh, I, I would take it. I, I would take Just your voice. Pretend it's up. all a dream. Just listen to my voice. Yeah. And it's all over now. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been really great to talk to you. Do you have anything else to tell all of our listeners around the world? Um, stay safe, eat lots of bread and pasta. And um, yeah, just, just call your moms, call your friends and hug your kids. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been wonderful to talk to you. And this has been Quarantine Cocktail Hour. We'll talk to you all again soon.
everybody was well dressed And everybody was a mess Six things love fair you must do So that your woman loves just you All the girls played mental games And all the guys were dressed the Yeah.